She did what? At this point in time, nobody can beat Simone Biles. With a drive and she scores! If you don't have your mouth open in awe, then you don't really understand just how great she is. Running, looking for 100, she's got it! Sophie Bruner, that's a game winner. She is the greatest of all time. You just can't say it enough, wow. How much do you guys hear about women's sports in the media? Welcome to She Did What, a podcast that will give you just enough information for you to know what's going on in the world of women's sports. Welcome everyone to an episode of She Did What. It's Viviani DiCastro, and today's episode we have another special guest, Lauren Ebo. She's a senior center for the University of Texas women's basketball team. She helped lead her team to the Elite Eight and earning herself the all-tournament team for the Big 12 Conference. So without further ado, Lauren Ebo. So welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, thank you for responding on Instagram. I know a lot of people don't check their DMs. Yeah, no, I try to be as, as responsive as possible. Um, so I'm glad that we were able to connect, even though, I mean, during the season, I was so busy. Um, and even now that the season's over, I, I'm still doing too much. But, you know, I'm glad that we finally found a time that could work. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, life of a student athlete, you just yeah. are always on the go. <laughs> exactly. You get it. So how, I mean, since you already talked about basketball a little bit, how did you like get into basketball? So I'll start here. My brother, so I have an older brother and a younger sister. Um, my brother's <laughs> two years older than me, my younger sister. Oh, cool. My younger sister's um, five years younger than me. And so we all played sports growing up. Um, my brother played football and basketball he ended up going to school for football though um and then all throughout until around eighth grade I played every sport I did dance cheer um tennis soccer I never did softball never did volleyball but I did swim like I swam and dive um and so my I just hit a growth spurt and obviously I'm pretty tall so my parents just threw me in basketball Are you six around four? seventh eighth grade um I'm listed at six four <laughs> but I would say I'm about like shoes off, probably like six two, six three. Okay. Um, which is still, you know, taller than the average. Um, yeah, I'm fine. But yeah, five. my parents. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I oh, almost a whole foot taller than you. <laughs> um, yeah. So my parents just threw me in basketball because like I was tall, and I slowly grew to love the game. Um, throughout high school, really, like I was a late bloomer, mm-hmm. and now that I'm in college. I, I really um. I think I'm recognizing my passion for the sport, but yeah, my sister plays volleyball. She's going to school for volleyball. So it's football, basketball, volleyball with us three. You originally committed to Penn State out of high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to Penn State for two years. Yeah. Can you tell me about your process of transferring over to UT and like your reasoning behind that? Um, so I went through a coaching change at Penn State. Uh, I love the staff that I originally committed to. Um, but unfortunately, they, you know, left after one year. Um, so I gave the new coaching staff a, a chance, I guess, if you will. And um, it just wasn't the right fit for me. So that's mm-hmm. why I decided to, you know, go through the whole transferring process and, and um, see what that looked like. And originally, I committed to um, Coach Schaefer when he was at Mississippi State. So I was planning to go there 
And the day I was planning on committing, he came to Texas. So yeah, that's that's kind of how it went. I did love going to Penn State. Like I, I planned on being there all four years, but you know, sometimes we plan and and things don't work out the way they we imagine them to. And I mean, I'm assuming that your college career has kind of been based around basketball, especially when you're playing mm-hmm. D1. It is like the sport, and then everything else. And I guess that's like. I mean, if you're obviously at that level, then that's like what you want. But do you like the how much basketball you do, and then like everything else is kind of like a side thing? Um, I I take it kind of as a job. I would say like, um, I I do love the sport, and that's what keeps me going. You know, so it it is true. Like we spend ninety five percent of our time involved with basketball, traveling, Mm -hmm. film, and um. I mean, obviously school, like student comes before being an athlete, you have to be eligible and stuff. So it's enjoyable. It does, it's, it's tiring at times, but that's like, if you ask any, any athlete at any level, you know, something you have to do, but it's because you love it. If if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. So congratulations, first off, on making the Elite Eight, this tournament. I'm sorry that, you know, you guys couldn't go all the way, and especially on your senior season. Um, Are you planning on doing a fifth year, or is this kind of... I am. You are? Yeah. Okay, so you have another opportunity. (laughs) I do have another opportunity. I really enjoy college basketball, so I'm like, why not? Um, Why not take, take advantage of the moment, especially, you know, this this time in our lives is going to pass us so quickly and it's just like yep. you might as well take advantage of the moment while we have it mm-hmm. so and covid like i'm a senior yeah. as well and you know we pretty much missed what half of sophomore year and then junior year was just weird <laughs> yeah yeah and junior now year, this yeah. is like last real. year was funky what was that like last year with basketball and covid I can honestly say, like, my teammates, and I since I transferred in, it was very different for me because I didn't know the girls, I didn't know the coaching staff, so it felt like I was playing with a bunch of strangers, which is, like, like you spent more than half the year with this team, and I still didn't really get to know them. It was just hard because we didn't get the chance to hang out. We didn't have team dinners. Um, when we traveled, we had our own bedrooms. Like, we didn't meet for dinner, so... Yeah, it was very like isolate. Yeah, it's very isolated. Um, but it's amazing because we like last year we made the Elite Eight also, and we were able to do that without building those connections and whatnot. So it was definitely weird. But um, I think towards the end of the year, when we were spending some time in the bubble, we definitely got a chance to get to know each other more, and and I felt like that kind of helped us our chemistry moving forward, um, and help helped us make that deep run last year in the tournament. Last year, obviously, during the bubble, a lot of things came up with gender inequities in mm-hmm. sports, especially with March Madness. How has there been an improvement from last year's March Madness to this year's March Madness? I mean, the only difference I feel like I've seen um, is just, like, the hype around the tournament. Like, what the NCAA is providing, it's not that big of a difference, and I might receive, you know, all types of messages about this, but I'm only speaking my truth. Um, and it's not, it's really not anything to write home about, honestly, what we've experienced. Like, yeah, it's nice. Like, okay, yeah, but we know what the guys are getting and we know how their tournaments go and the gifts that they get. And it's just like, that's all we're asking is for the same. And I truly don't think we got that this year. 
Um, I do enjoy how it's been promoted more on social media and pushed out on more outlet media outlets. So I do appreciate that. And I think that is going to help grow the game and grow women's sports in general. But in terms of like, you know, uh, the different TikToks and, and Instagram posts you see, like it's, I mean, it's not from last year. It's, it's just like, okay, we're here again, you know? I mean, it is nice to hear straight from you, like an athlete in this like world, because again, like we're all consuming TikTok, Instagram, Twitter so much. And we think we know what's going on. But in reality, like we're never going to know until you like voices what's really happening. And so I'm really grateful that, you know, you're able to share your story. But what I guess what is it sometimes that some people just don't understand about these inequities and like because there are people that still don't quite understand. So if you could just wish that one thing people would understand more, maybe about women's basketball or just gender equity in general, like what would that be? Like, I don't know exactly how to phrase this, but people have like, like misconceptions about women's sports in general and us being less athletes than men are when if anything it requires 10 times the effort just because you know genetically we're not built the same like guys have more muscle and right and they can jump higher and they're naturally faster and it's just like if anything we might be more athletes more athletic than guys are when it comes to the work we have to put in in order to like sometimes we're able to do just as much as guys do but a lot of theirs come from natural, like, God-given abilities mm-hmm. and, and yeah. things that they've been blessed with. Yeah, like biological to, advantages. Exactly, where we have to put in so much work, like, to get stronger, to be able to jump higher, to be able to throw further, whatever the case may be. And it's just mm-hmm. like, y'all, if y'all only knew the work that we have to put in, like, you would probably, if you had to come to our practices every day, if you had to see us in a weight room pushing weight, like, you would probably have 10 times more respect for us. And I don't think it should take that. Like, I think off rip, like, everyone, like, you know, but everyone's not built like that. So, but I think that's the, the biggest misconception and the thing that people need to get through their heads is like, we are not less athletes than men are. Here, here. Amen. (laughs) It is something like that I've I've talked to a lot of people about this. A lot of times women athletes, people only see their strengths or their success measured to a man's success. So like if I were to beat a man in an arm wrestling competition, that would show my strength. They'd be like, oh, my God, you you like beat a man. But it's like, do I have to like show up to like. A man in order to show that I'm strong or like oh you can hang with the boys yeah in terms of like basketball when I what you just said like how I think of that is like when a guy asks a girl to play like one-on-one like you know she's one of the best players in the country but you don't respect her until like you get a chance to play her and like exactly okay she beats you and now you're embarrassed but like now you know that it's real you know what I mean like mm-hmm. Why do I have to sit here and try to prove myself to you? I, I get you. I, I see what you're talking about. Okay, this really bothers me. <laughs> when we see it's the NBA, the WNBA. When you talk mm-hmm. about March Madness, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, are you watching March Madness? Anytime anyone asks me, I was like, the men's or the women's? Because I'm not going to assume that they're talking about the men's team because I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> like, the men's team is not the default sport. 
like how, I don't know how to like how do you feel about always having to distinguish like the W in front of like the you know WBB or WNBA it's overall just annoying like I just feel like it's so annoying just having to be like women's basketball or like just always clarifying that or when guy like people say like you were saying like March Madness or the tournament like what like it's just like frustrating because just show the same respect like when it's sports where you know you have both sex like I just feel like it <laughs> I don't know just like you it's, it's annoying it's 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 irritating like and I'm hoping that you know there will be a change and hopefully we are moving slowly towards um, making those adjustments to make it more equal obviously all these things are very frustrating but on a positive note what has college basketball like taught you like how have you grown as an athlete playing college ball as an athlete I think I've grown the most with my mental toughness like I don't think anyone understands how far you get pushed at this level um and just being a college athlete in general and just the mental toughness it takes to you know practice day after day after day or push through a 6 a.m workout three times a week in the middle of the summer, like to get ready for the season. Like it takes a lot of mental toughness. I think I really, I'm so thankful that I was put in the position that I am to be an athlete and, and, and experience four years, possibly five years of college athletics, because it has taught me so much and has prepared me so much and have, has given me so many qualities that I can take um, and use when I'm, I'm going back out into the real world. Um, but I think mental toughness is, is such a big thing. It's so underrated, and it's a big part of the game, of any game. But, um, yeah, I think just the mental toughness of it all. Obviously, these are things that you're going to bring with you in life. It doesn't yeah. just stop in college. Mm-hmm. Where do you, like, see yourself going with, like, do you want to continue with professional basketball? Like, is that your ultimate goal? Um, like, where do you see yourself, I guess, in, let's see, five years? I've been on and off about playing professionally, um, and I do think if I do want to play professionally, it will be overseas because I love to travel, and it's just like a great opportunity. I'm all about taking advantage of opportunities and whatnot, so I feel like that would be a great opportunity. Um, But in five years, yeah, I mean, if it's not playing professional basketball, I feel like I'll still be involved in the sport somehow, some way, whether that's coaching or just um, on staff of a team or – I mean, I feel like there's so many options in the sport or in sports in general, but I do have a passion, a a soft spot for sports, um, whether that's basketball, football, soccer, softball. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, I do enjoy sports and and what sports can do for a community. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully I'm balling. (laughs) That's the goal. Yeah, hopefully I've I've stacked some bread by then, but definitely somehow, some way still involved with sports. Yeah, I mean, especially since, like, your family. I mean, were your parents athletes as well? You know what? They aren't. Well, they (laughs) weren't. They didn't play, like, organized sport. My dad has weightlifted since I could remember, and he, he does it for fun. Like, he does it just because he wants to stay healthy. Um, so he's done that and my mom used to run marathons and now she does yoga, but not really like my, everyone always used to tell my dad he should play football, but he, um, I'm actually Nigerian. My dad is from Nigeria. So he, when he came over here, he's, he was all about school 
and then the only sport he did was familiar with was soccer but you know he's pretty built so everyone's like football 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 but he was focused and and so yeah my parents are not the most athletic people but they do work out they do athletes yeah like it requires athletes athletic but it's just not organized sport yeah right, yeah, right. yeah yeah my mom was a dancer still kind of is a dancer actually she'd kill me if i said she, she is a dancer mom if you're listening, you are a dancer <laughs> and then my dad played professional volleyball for oh, i think only for a year though in brazil because my parents are from brazil so oh. i am first generation american proud you know proud brazilian <laughs> yeah i represent that it's always fun um meeting somebody from or whose parents originated you know somewhere else I, I feel like that's what makes what makes america great yeah and it just gives you like a different perspective of mm-hmm. life like there's a very you know narrow way sometimes of thinking of like just because you live in this neighborhood or and you're in this like economic class and like you think life is just that way but like you're you don't know like how the rest yeah, of the Yeah, and that's lives. what I, I, I love. And I want to so badly when I get older, just be able to experience other people's cultures. Like I, I really hate the mentality that, you know, some Americans have that like, oh, the way we do it is the right way. And it's just like, there is no right way. You know what I mean? Like I want to go to Asia and experience their cultures. I want to go back to, you know, Nigeria and experience what my dad experienced when he grew, like, grew up. I want to, you know, I want to go to Canada. I want to go to South America. Like, and I want to see how people live because I think it's so interesting. Like, I really, I do appreciate, like, um, a lot of times in women's basketball, we have uh, players that come from Australia and and even Africa and just all over. And I, I try to get to know them. Like, last, or this year, we had one teammate from Australia, one from um, Congo, um, so I really try to get to know them and know their cultures and, you know, just appreciate where they've come from. Cause I know that it doesn't happen often in this country. Unfortunately, I really do. I value other people and I, I love getting to know other people that come from, you know, other places. And I think sports also like gives you that opportunity to, I mean, like you said, travel, like, you know, you can play overseas. You all, we recruit from people like outside of the U.S. as well. We recruit Mm -hmm. from all over the nation too, you know, different states. And I feel like for me, playing soccer has given me the opportunity to like be even more Brazilian in a way because like I can play a Brazilian style game with like my American teammates or like my like Latina teammates. So I just feel like sports has, I mean, maybe the same for you, but it has given me the opportunity to like push like more boundaries because I feel like it's just, you're in a way like forced to, because obviously like you want to know your teammates. So like you get to know their story. And in ways I wish that maybe even the media would show more of those non-American stories Mm -hmm. um, and, like, push those boundaries. Because, like, I didn't even know. I mean, that could have been on me for not doing good research. I didn't even know you guys had a player from Congo or, like, like on through the media. Like, if we're just looking at media and just Instagram, like, you know, I found you because you made the all-tournament team for, what is it, for Big 12? Yeah. Yeah, the Big 12. (laughs) But we're not 
seeing other cultures sometimes or even showing that I didn't even know like your background was Nigerian, you know? So like they leave so much out that I wish would put in. And I'm like, that makes like that makes them them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And I think the media just focuses so much on where the hype is and like this player is this, this player is this mm-hmm. and, and this team is going, you know, and I think there's so much more to the sport and to sports in general than just our our talents and and what we go out there and show like at the end of the day you know we're real people and we have backgrounds and we have feelings and and that's what makes like you said that's what makes us us and i feel like if the media were to push that people would be more understanding and Mm -hmm. feel like they are connecting more with us as athletes and not just see us as you know people who run on the field or run on the court i think we focus sometimes a lot on like points or like stats and that kind of derails us a little bit from like the objective. I mean, obviously the objective of the game is to win and without points, you don't win obviously, but you can be the distributor. You can be like the person that is constantly, you know, assisting. And I sometimes wish that media outlets, coaches, like scouting, I don't know, could possibly stop looking so much at like numbers or stats and it just takes away from what else people are doing and again like with viewership if they'll be like well the men's team had this many and the women's team had this many but I'm like but why are you comparing like does that mean that they did like less work no So now let's work to get the views up. The views aren't there. Instead of like shunning women's sports, let's invest more to get the views up. Exactly. And, and honestly, it all started, men's sports all started with an investment. You know, when you think about it, like, yeah, you have to put money into it to grow it. And obviously women's sports came around like a little later than men's sports. And, and um, some schools are still working to bring in women's sports that they have with men's sports or whatever the case may be. But it's just like, yeah, just like the effort you put into men's sports, you have to do that for us in order to get that viewership, in order for the media to continue supporting us and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just like pull things out of thin air. Like it starts exactly. from somewhere and like it's always a root of something. Like how were, how was sports structured? Was it structured around women? Women couldn't even play freaking sports until exactly. like, what, it's fifth, It's now like the 50th anniversary of Title IX, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, come on, you know, there's just some things that. Yeah, like why are you to... sending us? Like we had no, con- like, y'all yeah, like it's not our this. fault. Exactly. <laughs> it's your fault. Exactly. <laughs> so my last question, how have you seen like women's sports grow? Yeah, I, I just think um, I'm starting to see more girls just embrace the fact that, you know, they like sports and, and embrace the fact that they're athletic. And um, as we talked about just the media, the viewership and whatnot at the NCAA tournament this year how drastically it's it's jumped from the previous years, which is amazing. I think people are finally starting to understand that we're just as much athletes as, you know, the guys are. Um, but, yeah, I think just seeing, like, little girls, like, embracing the love that they have for the sports that they love, like, I think that's amazing. And obviously it starts at the grassroots levels. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to be the next generation. Um, and we can do our part as we're in the positions that we're in right now to c- continue, like, putting the – our individual sports and other sports too 
um, just on display so people can can see us and get to know us and and know that you know we're out here like we're not going anywhere anytime soon um but yeah I, I definitely appreciate just what sports have have done for me um and I'm excited to see what it does for other little girls in the future but it's so heartwarming like seeing like the little girls who like come to our games and you probably experience it too just like they just look up to us so much and it's just like <laughs> I know that's that's why I feel like we have like a duty like in a way as women athletes like like you said as to the generation coming up and I mean that's kind of like exactly why I have this podcast is like to highlight you you know like to highlight um women athletes like show more than what's you know what's given to us like we have to sometimes go beyond media and go beyond what is like given like in our hands I'm so happy that I got to talk to you today Lauren like it was I'm just super grateful to hear your story and your insights with you know being a woman in sports so thank you so much yeah thank you for having me I really enjoyed myself (laughs) I honestly could have talked for another hour but I know we got to cut it off somewhere (laughs) (laughs) well thank you again